Hello again, everybody. I'm Randy Weddle. I'm your host for Creation Anew, and I'm so grateful that you're here. I pastor Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana, and I'm also the pastor of Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And I do this little thing called Creation Anew. And the reason why I'm doing this is I want to be able to challenge people to grow in Christ. I want to challenge believers to grow in Christ and to know God more and better. And I also want to encourage those who are seeking truth, those who are looking for God, I want them to consider the claims of Jesus Christ and to to take a look at Jesus Christ and I think what they'll find is the truth so with that um, I'm, I'm so glad that you're here if you uh, if you like this podcast I encourage you to tell others about it and uh, to let the spread spread the word and let other people know about uh, this uh, this ministry and this podcast so with that said what are we going to talk about today well we've been talking about First Thessalonians. We started into Second Thessalonians in the last podcast episode, and now we're going to continue on. We're taking our time. We're just kind of slowing down a little bit and talking, um, going, just going through really just verse by verse in the book of Second Thessalonians. And we find ourselves at chapter 2, verse 1. And I want to go ahead and read uh, from that chapter. So starting at verse 1, we read this. Now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together with him, or gathering together to him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Now, this was a problem in the Thessalonian church. They thought that maybe they had missed the return of Christ, and they were looking at the graves of their brothers and sisters and saying, nothing happened over there either. Have we missed the return of Christ, and are we coming up on the day of the Lord? So they were concerned. And Paul starts off and he says, hey, listen, we're making a request here regarding the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. That would be referring to the, the coming of the Lord, the, the, the time when the church is called and raptured up from this world. And he goes on and he says, I don't want you to be quickly disturbed or shaken. And, and disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter as if from us. So that gives us indication here that there was someone that may have sent some false letters out in Paul's name saying, hey, you guys have missed the coming of the Lord. So these people were thinking that maybe they were in the period of the day of the Lord. 
And they were they were concerned. And Paul says, I don't want to shake you up. I don't want to do anything like that at all. So let's uh, let's hash this out and and let's see what's going on here. In verse three, he says, let no one in any way deceive you for it. And the it there refers to the day of the Lord. Now, remember, the coming of the Lord is when Jesus calls his church home. The day of the Lord refers to Jesus judging this earth. The coming of the Lord is going to be here before the day of the Lord. And Paul in verse 3 says, Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy or the falling away comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed the son of destruction. So Paul is talking about, listen, this, this day of the Lord is not going to happen until something else happens. And that something else is that there's going to be a lawless one, Paul says, that is going to be revealed. And that lawless one, make no mistake, that lawless one is the Antichrist. And Paul says he has to be revealed first. So we don't want anything to deceive or to get us all confused. You remember in Matthew 24, I'm thinking of verses 4 through 6. In that chapter, Jesus' disciples were starting to ask the Lord about the end days. And one of the things that Jesus says uh, in verses 4 through 6 of Matthew 24 is do not be deceived. So Paul doesn't want the Thessalonian believers to be deceived uh, either. And he says there's going, uh, G, uh, Paul says that there's going to be apostasy. Apostasy is a walking away from the truth. It's, it's falling away from the truth. Now that apostasy doesn't mean, it doesn't refer to a believer that may fall into a season of sin. And I'm not endorsing a season of sin. I'm just saying believers can, they can get off the rails. I'm not talking about that. That's not what apostasy is. What apostasy is, is that it is a walking away from the truths of God. We see it in places like Matthew 24, verses 10 through 12, and 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, and 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, and chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. It is an absolute, not looking back, walking away from the truth of God. And he says, that's going to happen. The apostasy is going to come first. People are going to start walking away from truth. And then, he says, the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, is going to be revealed. Paul describes him as the son of destruction. And he goes on in verse 4, and he says, this son of destruction, this Antichrist, this 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 one is going to oppose and exalt himself above every so-called God or object of worship. 
so much so he's going to put himself up on a pedestal to the point where he's actually going to walk in, Paul says, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. Someday there's going to be another temple built in Israel, and there's going to come a day when there's going to be a person that's going to walk into that temple and sit down on a throne in that temple like they are God, and they're going to claim to be God, and they're going to present themselves to the world as God. They're going to exalt themselves over and above everyone. Well, we haven't gotten to that point yet. As we're speaking here in December of 2020, the Lord Jesus has not called his church home yet. And since he hasn't called his church home yet, the falling away hasn't happened yet. And since the falling away hasn't happened yet, the man of lawlessness, the wicked one, the Antichrist, has not been revealed. But someday all of those things are going to take place. And the Antichrist is going to walk in to a rebuilt temple and claim to be God. So Paul says those things haven't, you know, he hasn't, that hasn't happened yet. Those things must happen before the day of the Lord. In verse 5, he says, Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things? And that's Paul's nice little loving, putting his arm around, you know, put like putting his arm around him and saying, We talked about this. Do you, don't you remember? We talked about these very things. I was telling you these things. Don't be deceived. Verse 6 says, And I know what restrains him now, so that in his time he will be revealed. Now that, that restrainer, some people say that it's, um, that it's the church or it might be some government. Some people even thought that it was the Roman government back in the first century. But my personal conviction here is that it's the Holy Spirit, that it's a divine restrainer. And you can take, take that for what it's worth. But I think it's a supernatural restrainer that's being put on Satan and his plan until the right time, until... Until God says, okay, Satan, you can, you can start enacting your final plan. So Paul continues and he says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. And it, we can see that in this world. It's a world of rebellion. It's a world of, of rejecting God. And that is what Paul is talking to talking about when he says that that the, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Now I just need to let you know there's more talk about this Antichrist and, and his uh, contrary ways and his self-exaltation in Daniel chapter 7 verse 25 we see this. We also see things being referred to him, to the Antichrist sitting down in the temple of God and showing himself to be as God in Daniel chapter 11, verse 31. We also see it in Matthew 24, 15 and Mark 13, 14. 
So this isn't something that Paul is just pulling out of his hat. Uh, this is something that, um, that God's word has been talking about. So, and as we go on, uh, I believe that the restrainer is not the Roman Empire. It's not anything or anyone else except the Holy Spirit. It must be God that is restraining Satan's plans. So in the meantime, Paul says things just keep kind of spinning. And there's an atmosphere of, of sin in the world. We see that also in 1 John 3, 4. And... Um, it's just the way things are. We live in a fallen world and the ways of wickedness, the mystery of lawlessness keeps working in this world. But there's going to come a time, there's going to come a time when the restrainer is going to be removed and Satan's plans are going to be unleashed. Verse 8 of chapter 2 says, Then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is, Paul says, the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all powers and sins and false wonders. So under satanic activity, the Antichrist is going to come and do his work but rest assured, there's going to come a day when God is going to take out this wicked one, and uh, he will be he will be thrown in the lake of fire. He'll be taken care of, and Jesus will win the battle between himself and Satan. In verse ten, we see. Um, that as, as Satan is, is going to be starting to work with all powers and signs and false wonders, he's going to deceive many. In verse 10 we see, And with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, so as to be saved. For this reason God will send upon them a deluding influence, so that they will believe what is false, in order that they may be judged who did not believe the truth, but took pleasure in wickedness. We see this also in Romans chapter 1, where people just kind of, they get so involved in sin, they just start losing their sense of right and wrong. It's like God sends a delusion upon them. Well, this is going to happen at this time, too. People are going to reject God to the point where God is simply going to hand them over to delusion. And I'll be real honest with you, uh, and I, I'm not saying this is the end time delusion, but take a look at our society. If you live in the United States, up is down and down is up. White is black, black is white, wrong is right, right is wrong. Things are all turned around. And I find that there are some people that you can talk to and try to reason with, and there is no reasoning with them. They want to believe a lie. And uh, it's sad, and it's a very dangerous place to be in. Because once you cannot figure out between truth and falsehood, it's like having no feeling in your hands. You can pick up something really hot and be burning your hands, and you don't know it. 
or you could pick up something really cold or sharp. You could cut yourself or, or get frostbite. You won't feel it. And if you live in a delusion, you're going to head the wrong direction and you don't even know it. My fear is, guys, is that that's what many people are doing today. They're living in a delusion. Now, whether God is sending this delusion on them or not, I don't know. But they're in a dangerous place. And the only cure for that is to take a look at Scripture and to hold on to Scripture, to learn what it says, and to hold on to that truth. So God's going to send a deluding influence, Paul says, so that they will believe what is false. And in verse 12, he continues, in order that they may be judged who did not believe the truth, but took pleasure in wickedness. If people want to live a lie, God will eventually let them do it. If they don't want Christ, God is going to not stand in their way. He doesn't want to step on their demands or their desires. That's a very scary thought. What do we take away from this? Well, we take away that there's going to come a day when Satan is going to start enacting his plans, but we're not there yet. And Christians today, just like the Thessalonian believers, need to understand we are not at the point of the rapture yet. When is that going to happen? I don't know. Can't tell you. But we're not there yet. And we have to get through that before we get to the Antichrist before we see where people are just falling under a deluding influence. So we need to get our timeline correct as far as what scripture says. The first thing that needs to, that needs to happen next is that the church is removed from the earth. Then after that, the Antichrist will come. Let me ask a question. Are you searching for an Antichrist? I mean, is if you hear about, oh, the Antichrist may be alive, does that kind of perk up your ears? I, I really don't think the church needs to be paying attention to that. I'm convinced that the church is going to be out of here before the Antichrist comes. And if he is revealed, we don't have to worry because we're not going to be here. So take rest and comfort in that. And pray for those that are under a delusion. Pray that God will open their eyes and help them to see the truth. So those are some things we can take away. And I hope that you know this was also very helpful to you. And as we close out here, because I want to stop for this time, I want to say just a couple of things. I want to say thank you for those who are caring for this ministry, those who are helping uh, with, you know, donations and and with uh, uh, with support 
And those that listen to the podcast and tell others about the podcast, those that go on Facebook and look up the things that we're doing there, I really appreciate you guys. And I thank you so much for doing that. If you would like to give, I'm going to give you a website here. I'm just going to pull it up real quick. And you can go on that website and you can support us. You can listen to um, podcast episodes and uh, you can tell others, you can share this. But let me give you the, the website. It is anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M backslash creation dash anew. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M backslash creation or actually forward slash creation dash anew so if you go under anchor and you look up creation anew you can find it uh, you can go on facebook under the old things can pass away you can also find creation anew and you can support us if you would like to and the, the way that I want you, if you do decide to, to support us or if you're considering it, please support your local church first before you would ever support this ministry. And that kind of leads me into the next thing. If you don't have a home church and you live in the central Indiana or west central Indiana area, I've got two churches that you can try out. The first one is Mount Pleasant Christian Church located at 5830 West Hurt Road in Monrovia, Indiana, 46157. We have service times that start at 10 o'clock in the morning and you'll be loved and you'll be fed well. So Mount Pleasant Christian Church in the great town of Hall, Indiana, even though the address is Monrovia. It's 5830 West Hurt Road, Monrovia, Indiana, 46157. One more place you can try if you don't have a home church is uh, Community Church of Mooresville. And we're located at 61 West Harrison Street, Mooresville, Indiana, 46158 and service times start at 1115 so if you're a later riser uh, you may want to go to community church of mooresville if you like uh, worshiping earlier in the day then you want to come to mount pleasant christian church either church is going to love you and you're going to hear great teaching and uh, i would love to meet you someday and so consider those two churches and uh, if you need a church, please uh, feel free to come and visit us. And if you would like to write to me and communicate with me, my email is randy at creationanew.com. And that's randy at creationanew.com. Well, guys, until next time, keep digging into the scriptures and uh, um, keep telling people about the love of Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Have a great day. Bye-bye.